0: Zach Parise wins the Bob Nystrom Award for the second year in a row, but will he be back with the Islanders? And the Isles are still waiting on Alex it. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And we are now also available on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked on Islanders. Plenty to talk about on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us at... Locked on Islanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We will keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout this off-season, Hirings, firings, trade rumors, free agency, you name it. If it's happening to the Islanders between now and the start of training camp, we'll have it for you during this important and busy off-season. Let's get started with the little piece of news that we had. Zach Parise announced as the winner of the 2023 Bob Nystrom Award. And, And I do recall every day you'll remember that when uh, the voting came up, I did say, I think Parise deserves this award. And I I still do believe it. It is his second consecutive uh, Bob Nystrom award. And look, the award is for the player who best exemplifies leadership, hustle, and dedication. And I I think if you're going to Put those three adjectives next to any Islanders player this past season. It would have to be Zach Parise, 38 years old, 21 goals, 13 assists, basically playing mostly third-line minutes with some second power play unit uh, time as well. Never stopped hustling. Never stopped doing things the right way, led by example, on and off the ice. Third on the team in goals, despite that role not being, you know, part of the top six. And just absolutely a deserving award for Zach Parise. Now, Parise winning it in back-to-back years. First player to do that since Casey Sezikis did it in 2018 and 2019. Uh, Matt Martin actually had a five-year streak between 2012 and 2016. That remains the longest consecutive uh, streak. But look, realistically, I think Zach Parise deserves this award. In light of the signing of Julian Gauthier yesterday, uh, I think we are really looking at the fact that lou lamorello is at least strongly suspecting that zach parise may not be back and whether he is or he isn't does matter and there's a couple of ways of looking at it number one look parise played for the league minimum and was your third highest goal scorer on the team and i think That is simultaneously, uh, speaks highly of Parise, but also tells you how the Islanders need to add more goal scoring to the lineup. To me, you look back at getaway day, which was May 1st, and Zach Parise said, I'm either retiring or I'm going to come back and play for the Islanders. He doesn't have a contract. He is Officially, as of right now, still an unrestricted free agent. But assuming nothing changed between May 1st and now, I I, I think it really is going to be the Islanders or retirement. And I think the Islanders are still a better team with Zach Parise on the roster. And if I'm Lou Lamorello, and he's willing to come back at or very close to the league minimum, and he can afford to do that because he's still getting paid by the Minnesota Wild from their buyout, in fact, he probably will get money from the Wild for a while as a result of that buyout, Uh, it really does make sense for the Islanders to bring him back. And even if it's just he, he will contribute, He can kill penalties, he can play on your second power play unit, he's a good checker, he'll put some pucks in the net, even if you don't expect him to match the 21 goals that he had a year ago, and when you're dealing with younger players, when you're dealing with Oliver Wallstrom, when you're dealing with Simon Holmstrom, Hudson Fashing, uh, regardless of, you know, even in training camp, where... Matthew Maggio, uh, certainly, or William Dufour. Those guys, just by being in the locker room and on a team with Zach Parise, if they're smart, they will learn from having Parise on the team. And I guess the thing that bothered me, didn't bother me, but concerned me as a result of the signing, the other day was that it may indicate that Zach Parise is leaning toward retirement. And I just think that Zach Parise gives you everything he has, and then some, and is still a valuable contributor to the Islanders team. And this Bob Nystrom award just reinforces the fact that he is deserving of a roster spot if he wants it. And look, he's never won a Stanley Cup. I understand, you know, wanting to give it one more go. Whether he feels like his body is still up for it, whether he feels like the Islanders can win a Stanley Cup, you know, those are questions that only Zach Parise can answer. But as of right now, Uh, congratulations to Zach Parise for winning his second consecutive Bob Nystrom Award. And I am hoping that Zach Parise feels like he's got one more year in him to make that last possible run at a Stanley Cup and that he does it with the New York Islanders. We have got a lot more to get to on today's show We'll talk a little more about the Alex DeBrinket situation, still in limbo as of the time of this podcast, and we'll break that down. We'll answer one of your emails regarding the DeBrinket situation. We've got all that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet $20 and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend on betting anything from the money line to the over-under or who you think is going to hit the first home run. Met fan, Yankee fan, fan of any team... Check out all the different ways you can bet on Major League Baseball on FanDuel. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel.com official partner of Major League Baseball. So Alex Dabrinkit, boy, uh, this is like waiting for Godot. We are still waiting for Alex Dabrinkit. And let's hope that we hear something soon. Before we get to that, though, another piece of Islanders news announced yesterday, Andy Andreoff. Uh, Basically, placed on unconditional waivers by the Islanders for the purpose of terminating his contract. Andreoff, 37 goals last year in Bridgeport in 69 games. That won him the Willie Marshall Award as the AHL's leading goal scorer. 13 of those 37 goals coming with the man advantage. And uh, basically, he will no longer be a part of the Islanders organization. Now, that is one loose end we can tie in to the three signings of a day ago. So, all of a sudden, you know, you're signing some of these veteran AHL, NHL borderline kind of players. One reason Andy Andreoff heading out. And, and you know, a typical situation like that for Andreoff is he wants an opportunity where he can play more In the NHL. And. You know he didn't make the team out of training camp. They called him up for a few games. Uh, But. You know realistically. He wants a shot to play. And he'll be an all star in the AHL. Most likely. But. You know he wants a shot to play more than three games in the NHL. Which is what he did this year. The year before. Six games. Mostly when COVID hit the Islanders so badly. So. So. Andy Andreoff, no longer a part of the Islanders organization, and we certainly wish him all the best as he heads toward whatever's next in his hockey career. Now, getting back to Alex DeBrinkett. Again, it's supposedly down to two teams right now, and those two teams are the New York Islanders and the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, from what I've heard, the Red Wings have got to be considered the favorites because, well, first of all, the Red Wings have more things that Ottawa would be interested in. When you look at prospects, draft picks, uh, lower pri- priced players who they could squeeze in under the cap, all of that favors Detroit. And then, please remember. Debrinkit is a native of Farmington Hills, Michigan, wouldn't it make sense for him to want to go home? That being said, the old expression is that money talks, and while players will very often say, oh, it's not about the money, usually, to at least a strong degree, it's about the money, and that's not meant to insult players. Look, If you're a hockey player, your career is only going to be so long. You know, most of us work from the time we're, you know, out of school, whether that's high school, college, graduate school, whatever. You work from the time you're, let's say, 18, 20, 25, something in that range, until you're at least 60, 65, 70, whatever it is. And you have that opportunity to make money. But... As a professional hockey player in the NHL, you're lucky if you have until age 35 to make money. It's not a big window, and you can't blame a player for trying to maximize that window. Are DeBrinckit and his agent using the Islanders to try to jack up the price that they would get in a potential deal from the Red Wings? Possibly. We don't know that for sure, but again, realistically, I think that the Islanders are in on Dabrinkit. We still don't know whether or not they will get Dabrinkit, and there are alternatives out there. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, still available, and the rumor is, among other rumors that we've heard, the Ottawa Senators are going to swoop in, maybe. And as soon as they are able to trade it, they'll go grab Tarasenko. Possible, but not a done deal. And Tarasenko changed agents and, again, remains available. He would certainly be cheaper and easier to fit under the cap than Alex it, but he's not as uh, young. And you know, not as skilled at this point in his career, and he has more injury issues, certainly, than Debrinket. But all of this sort of adds up to, you know, the the question of what, if anything, will the Islanders be able to pull off? And here we have an email. This is from our friend Pedro from Portugal, friend of the show. We've heard from Pedro before, and thank you, Pedro, for this email. He's, he writes, hi, Gil." Regarding Alex Dabrinkit, I think we both agree he would be a great addition for the team. If you could see that trade happening, what would the Sens get in return? I see something like Dabrinkit for a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and maybe a prospect. And if so, I heard he's looking for a contract north of $8.5 million, which for me right now is a bit too much. Eight years for seven and a half million dollars would be just fine. By the way, at this moment that I'm writing, Tarasenko is still a free agent. Just give him four years at five and a half million. Let's see what Louis cooking. Always great to hear from you. Take care. Pedro, thank you for the email. The problem with the trade proposal you made is it would put the Islanders very, very far over the salary cap. Now, you're allowed to go 10% over the salary cap in the offseason, but this would put them way over. So it can't just be two picks and a prospect or two picks and Oliver Wallstrom. There's got to be a player with a certain amount of salary heading back the other way or as part of another deal that you make before this deal to free up the cap space. J.G. Pajot is the name that has been bandied about. He has a $5 million cap hit. You'd still need to make a move. So there's that issue. And then with regard to the salary, yeah, I would prefer to give him $7.5 million a year too. But here's the thing. DeBrinket is a restricted free agent. All you'd be getting in a trade from Ottawa are the rights to sign him. And in order to sign him, you've got to reach an agreement. So you can't underpay him. And the one thing you don't want to do, yeah, you could take him to arbitration and you can have him on your team for one year, but that's a heck of a lot of uh, assets to give up. Let's say it's Pajot, a first-round pick, and Oliver Wallstrom. And that I don't know that to be a fact, but that is something that's been rumored you give up all that for one year of Alex to it, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. So, you can't underpay him. In fact, you may have to overpay him. That's part of the problem with free agents, and Lou Lamorello will be the first to tell you that. You know, it's too many years, it's, it's too much money for too long a term. You know, that was one of Lou's favorite quotes, and I, I can't say that I disagree with it, but that's the nature of the beast when it comes to free agency. So uh, it's going to cost you that $8, 8500000 million dollars a year for eight years if you bring him in. The Islanders already have a lot of commitments. It's a, it, it, it's a tough deal to pull off, but I still think the Islanders might be able to do it. We have got more to get to on today's show. Pedro, thank you again. For your question, and wow, to, to think that there's a person listening to or watching this show in Portugal, that really is fantastic. Um, we don't know whether this Alex de Brinkett deal will go down. We don't know if anything will go down, but I'll tell you why I feel this off season is going to be different than recent off seasons. We'll talk about that, plus our Islanders birthday of the day still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So, we're, we're talking now about the offseason. And the Islanders, you know, last year, last summer, we were talking about Nazem Kadri and Johnny Goudreau. And the Islanders were in and they were talking and and. You know, Lou Lamorella. oh, we wanted to make our team better, but we just couldn't close. Okay, we've heard that year after year, and as Islander fans playing or rooting for a team that has never in its history signed an elite, unrestricted free agent to a long-term deal. It's getting tiresome. And, you know, the thing about this team, A lot of people complain, and they say, yeah, this team, they're older, and I'm on that list. They're older. They're good, but not great. They're they're a fringe playoff team, and we want them to get better. This offseason just feels a little different based on the way Lou Lamorello has been behaving. And you remember last year, Islanders signed some of their restricted free agents. The deals were agreed to early in the offseason. They didn't get announced until September 1st. This year, deals are happening. And Lou signs his own four players on July 1st. Sorokin, Barlamov, Engval, Mayfield, All of them signing the first day of free agency. Then he goes out and makes the Gauthier deal earlier this week after the July 4th holiday. When you break it down, something is going on with this team. And, you know, Lou usually keeps things very close to the vest. And he said, we still want that puck-moving defenseman. We still want that goal-scoring winger. I just get the feeling, based on the the little moves, the timing, the announcements, that even if nothing big happens, something is going to happen. It may not be a debrinket. It may not be a 40-goal scorer who the Islanders are going to add to this lineup. That may not be possible there aren't a lot of them out there for crying out loud but whether it's a DeBrinket, or a Tarasenko or some other player who could help this team you know maybe if you end up trading away uh, JG Pajot and you need to try to replace him. You know, do do, do you bring in a, a Jonathan Taves if he's available and willing to play for you? There are players out there who could still help this team. And whether it's via trade, which I think is the more realistic way, or whether it is by free agency, which they can only make if they trade away another player first, I mean, I, for one, would love to see this team make a trade, even if they can't bring DeBrinket in. What what if you trade one of the uh, centers that you have or one of the overpaid wings that you have for a prospect and a pick and then go out and make another trade where either you flip that prospect or pick, or you trade another veteran to bring in a, a goal-scoring winger or a puck-moving defenseman, there are a lot of ways to, to get this done. And it just seems to me that as much as Lula Morello said, hey, I want to keep all of our guys, and then turned around and did that, he also said he wants to try to get that goal-scoring winger and that puck-moving defenseman. And the way he's going about it, making his signings up front and announcing them so that he knows what the cap situation is, so there's no danger of losing these players, so he knows what he's working with. I, I, I just get a hunch, based on his behavior, that this is the year something happens that will attempt to improve this team. I hope it continues to fit the parameters we've laid out. Younger, faster. More skilled. I hope that these players, they don't have to be the brinkets. They don't have to be superstars who make a lot of money and stay for eight years. But make this team better. Bring me in a 25 or 30 goal scorer on the cheap. Bring me in a second or third pair puck moving defenseman who can help this team clear the zone and transition to offense. You know. Little things can mean a lot in the game of hockey over 82 games. I get the feeling Lou does something before training camp starts. I hope I'm right. I'm not holding my breath, but it just feels a little different this year. And we'll see whether or not that is indeed the case. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Saturday would have been the 73rd birthday of a former Islanders forward, Doug Rombaugh. Now, unfortunately, Rambaugh passed away in 2015 at the age of 64, but he was a, a player on the Islanders in their second and third year, parts of two seasons. He was originally drafted by the Sabres in the eighth round in 1970, native of Fergus, Ontario, 6'3", 200. He had good size for uh, a a hockey player back in the early to mid-70s. Made his NHL debut with the Sabres in 72-73. Came to the Islanders in 73-74. Played 12 games, 3 goals, and an assist. 74-75, 28 games, 5 goals, 11 points. And he was actually a plus 1 in 73-74 and a plus 6 in 74-75. Granted, limited sample size, but not easy to do. He was traded in 1974-75 to the Minnesota North Stars. Two deals the Islanders made just a few days apart that got them ju Drouin and J.P. Parise. So Rombaugh, part of that deal, played for the North Stars for a couple of years, finished his career in the minors, only played 150 career NHL games, 24 goals, 51 points, and 80 Penalty minutes. His best game with the Isles. It's not too tough to figure this one out. Feb, uh, March 24, 1974, at the Old Omni in Atlanta. The Islanders and their expansion cousins, the Atlanta Flames, going at it. Jerry Desjardins, the goalie for the Islanders. Phil Meir, in net for Atlanta. And in this game, Doug Rombaugh, two goals and an assist. He was a plus one. Both of his goals coming on the power play, and he had a team-high five shots on goal, tying him with Ralph Stewart in that department. And as far as the assist that Ramba had, he assisted on a goal by Dennis Potvin that clinched the win. Islanders beating the Flames in Atlanta by a score of six to four. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked on Islanders your first listen every day, every dayers. We will be back Monday. We'll do a little quick podcast. If there is a Debrinket signing or, or trade or, or some kind of big news over the weekend. But if not, we'll be back Monday for sure uh, to talk about all the latest rumors, signings, trade rumors, whatever's out there. We'll have it for you on Locked on Islanders until then. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islander.